This is a bit of a different one. I think you don't start off with Adam Sandler as the main network. And we you just lose all our followers. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you are now listening to Film Fluence. And for our two month anniversary, you'll never guess what we're going to say. <laughs> we're back. We're back Wait, again. no way. Yeah, it's our two month anniversary. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back again eighth week in a row um yeah and so this time instead of us introducing the episode to you i mean you already would have guessed by the title (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna introduce the films we're doing um that one you'll have to figure out through our word association game that we're about to head into Mm mm-hmm your desk everyone is going to realize how terrible we are at this game guys like we are so bad at this game no we're bad at all games every episode <laughs> every episode when i'm editing i'm like wow i took a long time to even find the answer like to even say anything um okay. you'll realize that over the forthcoming weeks as well the more we get into this we're just terrible at games so <laughs> you might as well tune into this one we don't need about games and we just can't do them <laughs> okay this is gonna go honestly right terribly (laughs) green blue that's not the script that was the script in my head i don't know where you expected it to go it's supposed to be like oh leaves or like forest (laughs) nothing comes when you say blue nothing happens (laughs) (laughs) empty thoughts empty thoughts (laughs) oh my god Water. <laughs> Glass. Tris. Oh my god, is it, is it the Divergent series? <laughs> Everyone's probably listening to this and thinking <laughs> these two are absolutely, like, absolutely mental. What am I tuning in for? <laughs> like, Nothing's funny at all, honestly. <sighs> okay, so let's do another round now that you guys have figured out that we're going to be talking about Divergent, obviously. <laughs> I mean, you probably figured it out from my Instagram posts, but if you don't follow us on Instagram, you're missing out. But anyways, okay, I've got one. Clock. Time. Out. <laughs> Sorry. What did you just say? I was going to say side, but outside. <laughs> Um, partition. <laughs> Wall. District. <laughs> Is it the whole games? Cody got the answer, guys. Cody got the answer. <laughs> okay. Yay. <laughs> Now Cody's gonna lead us into our last one. <laughs> okay. Um shoes. Floor. <laughs> Ground. Cement. Um building. Traps. <laughs> But you said that and CBBC just came into my mind. That's all I think of. <laughs> oh my god, 
Same. Same the evil woman. Oh my um, god. Escape. Maze. <laughs> Run. There's one. Oh my god, is it the maze runner? Yeah, well. <laughs> this this <clears throat> have to give a warning to you guys. No, what do you call that? Um disclaimer. Um, disclaimer, that's the one. That's the one. I should know that. <laughs> I not know that. <laughs> disclaimer, guys. This was not planned out by us at all. No, nope. that was there was no real thought. <laughs> no going on there. um it, we we didn't know we were doing those movies we just we just guessed it yeah <laughs> that was complete <laughs> complete guessing <laughs> so now that you guys know the movie so now that you guys have found out in a very strange way <laughs> which three films are going to be talking about today which are divergent the hunger games and the maze runner this is what we propose this episode this episode we propose that it was just really really strange that they all came out at the same time right like what was the mm-hmm. dyspo- the dystopian the teenage dystopian boom of the early 2000s hmm. was hollywood on crack <laughs> that's that's my question that is what my question yeah so holy what do you think? Were they on crack? Let's see. Let's get into it. <laughs> I just think it's weird because what's funny is there hasn't really been, um, well, I'm not. I don't want to say there hasn't been any since, but there hasn't. Not as like big. Yeah. No. Definitely not. It was, mm, it was just. Like, it was born, just very odd. Born like slightly after 2010 and just died like. Yeah, but do you know what's really funny? Okay, this again, I don't know why my these episodes just turn into like my therapy sessions of what I did when I was a child. So, okay, The Hunger Games, I see, I don't even remember how I watched it when I watched it. Like, I don't have any reminder or any, you know, vague idea in my head of when I watched it. But I do remember, it's really sad actually that I haven't read the book and you probably have read the book. Wait, you have read the book? I've read, yeah, I read the first one. I don't think I read the yeah. other one. It is a good book. I haven't read, I haven't read any of them. Um, I watched the film and I decided from that point onwards that that was it for me. I did not need the books. I was mm-hmm. like, why do I need the books? I have the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like sometimes you have to make that decision, like you have to sacrifice one of them. Like if you're going to get a book of something, you, you kind of have to decide that you can't really watch the film because you're only going to get disappointed. But then if you watch the film, you can't really read the book afterwards because it's like, you know. Do you know what? I can't even get over the t- like the fact that you use the word sacrifice because that fits exactly into like this entire <laughs> thing. Because The Hunger Games, right? If we actually go into the film analysis, I tried to rewatch it today after all these years. Like, mm-hmm. after, like I'm not even kidding to you. I don't know what was going on. Why was it so popular? Why was that film so popular? I don't know. Right? <laughs> I've only seen... <laughs> That's it, guys. Bye. <laughs> no, I've only seen it, like... I don't even know if I've seen it the whole way through, if I'm being honest, because I've read the book, so I've only seen... Oh. <laughs> so I've only actually seen, like, parts of it at a time. Like, I don't actually... I might have finished it, but I don't know. I can't really have had that much of an impact on my life. 
We need to move on to film analysis before we actually start going on that trail again. So yeah, you're saying like you don't know how it had a lasting impact, but I'll tell you this. Why I think the film really, really worked is because um, despite being a dystopian thing, there's no emphasis on it being a dystopian thing. Mm-hmm. And that sounds crazy to say, but it actually is that because they never dramatize. You like you know with the soundtrack when they do the whole dramatic like. Mm-hmm. So they literally made this thing so mundane from the beginning, um, so that when so we obviously got a glimpse into Katniss and Primrose's relationship and like how she's a mother figure because her father died and her mother had a mental breakdown or whatever. Then we get introduced to Gail. Who, by the way, I still believe should have ended up with Katniss. I don't, I don't understand the relationship between Katniss and Peter. I never will. I don't. <laughs> it's like saying, are you team Jacob and Bella or team Edward and Bella? You know, back to the story, not the romantic relationships. Then what happens is when we get into it and they know that they have to go to the ceremony to get someone picked out the hat, right? There's no soundtrack. Mm-hmm. There's no soundtrack. And you're like, wait hold up there's no like melodramatic dramatization of this like it just seems so mundane as if this is what happens regularly and people aren't meant to freak out about it and the way that no one's crying for primrose like everyone's just like oh it's normal i'm just remembered as you're speaking i have seen it um the first one so (laughs) we both lied (laughs) um so no i agree because it's kind of like you know, like with fantasy, it's not fantasy, but you know, things that aren't like real, you have to suspend your yeah. belief. I feel like yeah. it's, it, they're still really easy to watch, even though they are dystopian. I feel like you don't really have to do that as much. I mean, obviously you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a lot easier to just watch it because like you were saying, they make it seem so mundane and like, just so like ordinary, even though it's so yeah. ordinary. Yeah, like I don't think number one Suzanne Collins nor I don't know who directed the film I probably should have checked that but whoever directed the film um like I don't think I I think it was a conscious decision basically to Mm -hmm. be like okay we're not gonna make it seem out of this world we're gonna make it seem like it's normal so that people understand the severity of it because it's just so normal right like Mm -hmm. so even on on the topic of that scene when Katniss is screaming I volunteer as tribute, I volunteer as tribute, and no one reacts. There's not even like a whisper in the crowd that, oh my God, this has never happened before. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it, and then Effie just brings her up onto the stage, like, hi, you know, thank you for volunteering, as if it's like the most normal thing for teenagers yeah. to kill each other and be happy about it. No, because I think it does like, um, it evokes more of a feeling from the audience because it's so normal to them, but you can't really wrap your head around it. So it kind of, I feel like it makes it more powerful because they've made it so, yeah. like, ordinary. Yeah, yeah. And I think also then what happens is they turn it into this reality TV show to make it look like we're watching something that happened. Like, it's like watching... Okay, this is sounding really, really insane. Like, watching Keeping Up With The Kardashians, okay? Like, that's basically what they tried to make it like because this is meant to be entertainment for this dystopian world like this is meant to be their normal casual form of entertainment that they're used to and they're like yes okay 
And so when they're like, we've got to get people to root for you. Um, it's like Big Brother, right? Like we've got to get people yeah. to root for you so that you can get out at the end, like the elimination process. It, it's and then you, you're watching it, you know, as like, well, how old were we when this came out? Like ten. Yeah, so we're basically like, you know, sitting there freaking out, like, oh my god, we can't believe this is happening. Not realizing that people are just like mocking, like these authors, the screenplay writers, or like, you know, the directors, they're actually kind of mocking our society in a way to say that if human nature doesn't change, the meanness of human nature doesn't change, Mm -hmm. that like we we're gonna adapt into this society where like it's so normal for one person to kill another and be like, Haha, cool, yeah. you know? And the, the Hunger Games, I would say out of all of them, really did dystopian perfectly because- yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. You know what we say. <laughs> well, I just feel like, it's kind of like what we were saying, with, the hung- with like the Divergent series, I feel like it's very easy to just accept that as something that's, completely out of our world and something that's so extreme I mean not saying the Hunger Games isn't extreme no 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 no, no. yeah but I think it's the way they represent it because like the Hunger Games it's kind of more but the Hunger Games is more like frightening because you're like oh like what if this turns Mm. into like something we're we're faced with or like I don't know I mean the Divergent series is like that as well but so my point is falling apart but (laughs) I don't know. No, I think the Hunger Games series, okay, this is a very controversial opinion, mm-hmm. but because of its like mundaneness and like it's kind of, it, it's just like us peering into the future, like a very like reality check type theme going mm-hmm. on in the back, like be, it being a subplot basically. Um, and, you know, even with the excessive dressing that, okay, this is our society between the capital. So the rich people and the poor people. So the poor people are always gonna be left behind. And it's, it's like, you know, and like um, a, a commentary on capitalism, yeah. like capitalism, human nature, like it, it really is the rich eating the poor, mm-hmm. right? But my controversial opinion is, but because of its social commentary aspects and, you know, its whole excessiveness in costume as well, and just, you know, it's kind of just out there-ness, even though it's so realistic in, like, its portrayal, um, I would still argue that it's the most boring. Oof. Okay. Let me, let me think. Because I agree with you. I think the reason it works so well is because, like, the dystopian sort of genre does exactly what you were just describing. Like, it sort of, Mm -hmm. it takes themes that we know but kind of, like, stretches them out so far Mm -hmm. into a way that terrifies us. Um, And it's kind of, like, opening our eyes into what could happen in our future. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree. (laughs) I don't think you would. I don't think it's... I think it's hard because I... I read the book, so I did really enjoy the book. The film, because it's weird. Like, I think I watched it in media one time and I watched it in like segments, so I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's just a bit like, I will always argue that Divergent series is superior. I don't oh, know if it's 100%. like an attachment. I don't know what it is. 100%. <laughs> 
Oh, back to me and my life stories. I have only <laughs> seen the first Divergent because I refuse. I read all to the ruin books. It. Yeah, I read yeah, all the books yeah. up until Allegiant. There was four, which I started reading, but like I got a bit bored. Yeah. Like it's only four. Yeah, um, yeah. But I heard when in the film, the Divergent film is amazing, but because it's so true to the book, um, like it's so similar. See, I haven't read the book. I wouldn't know. But with, <laughs> Me substituting <laughs> movies for books. When Insurgent came out, I heard everyone say, oh, they had to take so much out. Like, it's not the same because they had to take some scenes out to keep it a PG rating. And, but they were kind of really important things. So I just thought, not doing that to myself. Yeah, see the Hunger Games. I I didn't think you would agree with me on that. I thought you would actually find that more interesting because so many people are more geared towards the Hunger Games, especially mm-hmm. because Jennifer Lawrence, right? Jennifer Lawrence and Josh Hutchison. Considering we saw Josh uh, Josh Hutchison grow up on Disney, mm-hmm. and then we have Liam Hemsworth, who was Miley Cyrus's boyfriend, and you know Jennifer Lawrence, who'd never really done acting before properly, apart from like I think X Men came up the same year, if I'm correct. So those were like her first two big roles. Um, and so we see her performing and her performance is incredibly believable, you yeah. know, and she does amazing her performance in her role. Um, you know, even the dynamic between her and Josh Hutchison and Josh Hutchison coming into this kind of like, not that he's not always been angsty. He has, because if you mm-hmm. remember Bridge to Terabithia, oh yeah. my God, sob, <laughs> cry, you know, he's always been a good actor, but I think he's always been kind of overlooked as well because of his growth from the beginning, being a child actor yeah I think um so. you know but like seeing him come into this role after like how I meant like you know growing up watching him basically I felt like oh my god Josh Hutchison can can act you know it's not just like oh how the girls used to like obsess over it. again not one of those girls but like you know how the girls used to obsess over me like Josh Hutchison is like mm-hmm. oh my god you know um and so I, I can relate to that. So I genuinely did gain a lot of respect for him from his role in that. But also we have people like Elizabeth Banks and Woody Harrelson, who are comedy actors, right? Yeah. You know, well, I mean, comedy in brackets. They like in pop up everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. They are in every single movie, like, ever. You don't even notice it until you go through their filmography yeah, and like, like, they were in that movie. Yeah, like, Elizabeth Banks, she's in the Pitch Perfect series. You've got um the, like, oh, I don't even know, Woody Harrison's in... He's in Friends um, with Benefits. He's in um se- oh, Edge of Seventeen. Oh, yeah, he is. I completely forgot that. Do you see what yeah. I mean? So he is literally <laughs> everywhere. And mm-hmm. so for these two, like, SNL actors to be everywhere and then come up in the Hunger Games and play such important roles to the fact that they're cemented in your brain in those particular roles, but you forget them everywhere else, even though yeah. they're such iconic actors, right? Like, they have such vast range. Um, but Which is obviously seen in this movie as well, with Effie being this kind of, like, crazy loopy mad hatter type character i would compare mm-hmm. her to the mad hatter right yeah and then like when woody harrelson plays shame oh they wouldn't shay hey hey mitch hey hey mitch yeah you know and again he's this kind of like really laid back character he's like oh do what you want and then he gains this kind of sympathy for both of them because they're basically stuck together you know for the rest of their lives now um yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot going on. And then obviously when you get to Mockingjay as well, I think it's Mockingjay. That's the second one, right? No, that's the third one. Um, I don't know. Let's find out. Catching Fire was the second one. Catching Fire was the second one. Um, you get introduced to 
Sam Claflin as Finnegada, I think. Um, and, you know, Joanna as well. And it's just really sad to see both of them go through the same process again. Yeah. Um, but I think that also makes it, in a way, repetitive. Um, whereas why I preferred Divergent, the film, not the book, because I have not read the books, <laughs> was because um, Divergent, okay, it was very fast-paced, I would say, like, from the beginning you become pretty aware of the story you become pretty aware of the characters who's going to play who what type of roles they're going to play mm-hmm. um you know and there's no kind of lacking on the pace aspect whereas I feel like the Hunger Games lack so much on the pace aspect yeah you just I agree. can't be gripped into it at 24 like 24 7 it's not 24 <laughs> it's so long I mean like you can't be gripped into it throughout the movie like I feel myself kind of fading and that might just me being growing up now and realizing what dystopian actually is and not having so much of an interest in it anymore mm-hmm. um but I do feel that okay because I re-watched Divergent again today and it took me back the first time I went to the cinema to watch this film I literally invited two of my like random friends like I'm not even they they didn't know each other I don't know why I took them together I'm like yes great idea make this awkward for yourself um and so we're sitting there and they're talking about oh my god Theo James is so hot again <laughs> me no boys have cuties that's disgusting don't say that um I was like he's not hot he is disgusting I mean I don't think that anymore obviously but <laughs> but no I think the film is not great <laughs> let's be honest right the film is not great but you will all like I don't know maybe I'm saying you but I mean like the both of us I don't know if anybody else listening feels the same but like there is a soft spot there for it I don't know why I have an attachment to it I'm not gonna lie um gonna be same. honest um <laughs> Because I read the books in like secondary school, I think. And I don't know, I just like, because it was like a shared interest with like my friends. Mm-hmm. So I do have like that attachment to it, like a soft spot. It's like, just reminds me of that. And because I still have the books and everything. And I I've, I don't know, it is a, if I watch it now, I'll probably be like, oh, like that's some things I didn't notice before. It's a bit like, that's a bit weird. Or like, you know, when you just, sometimes you go back and you watch a film that you used to like when you were a kid and you're like, I did not know yeah. how bad that looked. No, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, also, apart from me, wait, no, what were you saying? <laughs> I think also for me, it was a massive thing as well because Shailene Woodley was like popping off in 2014. Oh my like, God. Like with the yes. stars and this, Oh my God. Just, but can we also talk about how weird it is that Ansel Elgort played her brother in the fall, no, in this film and then he went on to play her boyfriend but we don't <laughs> yeah. stand Ansel Elgort here not, no, after no, no, everything no. that happened uh, no thanks you stay far though, away from ruined, me like films like I like I really liked and, like, really like, enjoyed yeah like you know like we I think this was kind of like my coming of age kind of thing turning yeah. you know into a teenager and for him to be in these films where I watched when I was a teenager and suddenly for him to be in this light and I'm like you exploited teenagers are you kidding me like yeah, you've got to be joking um but yeah I mean it was weird but why I don't know I feel like back onto like the repetitive point as well I think that's probably why I personally have a soft spot for it as well like um I didn't find 
the connection between the first one and the second one very repetitive Mm -hmm. and this also might be the Mandela effect because everyone has said that there's no third movie but I remember there being a third movie do you know why I'll tell you I think this is what happened I will double check this one after I say it um not before (laughs) I believe it was going to go into production but it got cancelled yeah, that's exactly what happened. So it was um, going to be a film, but I don't remember why. Because it wasn't popular anymore. Because it literally, like, okay, what happened was, um, they weren't getting like the 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 viewers to watch mm-hmm. the amount, you know, because they need to obviously generate revenue and income, and that wasn't happening with the last film. So they were like, "Scrap it. We're not, not going to." Surprised. Yeah, you know. So much. <laughs> I still get no, so I don't about it. it. <laughs> I no, I it. literally. I remember going, I probably went the first day, I think it was Insurgent, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when Insurgent came out, I probably went on the first day to go and watch it. But I, again, don't remember going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching it, but like, I don't remember <laughs> going to watch it. Yeah. Um, and obviously, do you know what I think I was there for, though? The hardcore standing of like, Tris and Sport. Mm-hmm. It's really no. I feel for me, it's a massive nostalgia thing. Like it's not like because I really, I do actually really enjoy dystopian sort of genres and like the concepts and everything. But yeah. like, if I watch the film now, I can guarantee I'd be like, Ugh. and then, like the Hunger Games, I just never really had. It's kind of weird. Like with the Hunger Games, I never had that sort of interest that everyone else did. Like I, I don't know. I don't even remember buying the book. I don't know how I got the book, but I read it. <laughs> Um, and then I didn't even read the rest because I didn't care. Like, I was just like, actually, do I have the second book? No, I don't think I do. Anyway, going off on a tangent. But, um, yeah, so I never had that same interest I did with Divergent. Like, I feel like because I didn't have that interest in The Hunger Games, it, like, doubled for the Divergent franchise. Like, it was it was a lot to take in. I was like, <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Um <laughs> no, but I don't know why Divergent gets so much hate, right? Like, yeah. you know, Neil Berger, right? Again, it gets a lot of hate. But I will say that he did Divergent well. And I'm only saying that because of like the camera movements and things like that. Like, mm-hmm. I love the way he filmed it. I mean, a lot <laughs> of the things they said could be quite cringy. Like, yeah. where does that come from? Oh, like, she said, I love you to him after knowing him for like four days. Like, Bro, sit down. To be fair, it makes sense that because it's like a teen. Oh my te- god, the target audience is teenagers, really, isn't it? So I feel like, I mean, yeah, but it's still weird. Like, okay, why do all teen films do this? Whether it's dystopian, like, I considering you're a dystopian, you probably should not be doing that, right? <laughs> like, that should be the main part that you're trying to dis dis dismember. Why did I use that word? You're trying to break apart, you know, these constructs of society that are toxic, but yet you're feeding into the toxicity of love. That makes zero sense. I don't know if maybe it was like because they were in a really intense environment, intense situation. So her emotions like were just through the roof. But I did, I think their relationship was a bit weird. Thinking Same. back, like before, I was like, Same. "What did Tristan for?" Like, <laughs> now, but oh now my I'm God. like, "Oh, Tristan for like, okay." 
Oh my god, I mean, can we talk about like I mean this is praise to Kate Winslet though, because mm-hmm. I love Kate Winslet, but her character annoyed the shit out of me. Like <laughs> like just shut up, woman. Just shut up and do your job. Like yeah. it was as easy as that. Why'd you have to go and kill everyone? Really? <laughs> I know. Oh. And it's the fact that, like, you know, <laughs> they're at the end of the film, and like, Trish literally gets a knife, and was like, <laughs> my sound effects, by the way, please praise them, guys. <laughs> and literally goes, wow, you know, and her hand is stuck like this. Oh, and she injects her with the mind control thing, and then she's like, oh, you're right, I'm not dauntless, I'm divergent. <laughs> Oh. oh my god, you just reminded me of all the factions when you said Dauntless. It all oh came flooding back to me. I do love the faction system. Like, not the faction system. <laughs> I would never want that. Like, <laughs> I used to love taking, like, faction tests. Like, you know, just yeah. being like, which faction am I in? Oh should my we find gosh. out what faction's room? <laughs> oh my god, should we actually? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. I don't even know. Oh. But back to the topic of discussion <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah I don't know I think I, I think where did that come from? I only say that as a joke no, no, I think that um I think that's divergent right like I think it's just always going to be in my heart forever you know with its Same. little tryst and four thing even though it's really creepy um <laughs> but and did you know like I don't know you, you've read the book so you probably know this but after Tris dies, apparently, in the books, which I never knew she did, I only found mm-hmm. that very recently. Oh, my God, babe. He then... Can I tell you a story? <laughs> yes, please. So I used to bring the Divergent series books as, like, my reading book for, like, form time. Like, we had to read and form. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I read Allegiant, and I had to read the... It was, like, afternoon, like, form, and I read the part where she dies in form. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna cry. I'm like, I have to move on to my next lesson knowing that Trish just died. I'm like, oh my god. That's the story. It was just oh really sad. God. Do you know what? That I did realize that when I rewatched these films, how insensitive I used to be as a child. Like, <laughs> I would literally just watch it and, like, do you know the part where her parents die both on the same day in a matter of like 20 minutes? And I'm like, yeah. Hmm. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh my god I'm crying I'm crying I literally yeah. have to skip it I'm like I can't do this to myself I cannot mm-hmm. do this to myself like I used to be so emotionless what happened why am I still not that same person why am I not that same person oh gross <laughs> but yeah I never knew that she died in the books right mm-hmm. and apparently he goes off and gets with Christina who's like her best friend I don't remember that but to, to be fair, no. I read Allegiant so quickly that I probably skipped over that little detail. No, he I don't literally know how. married. He literally married Christina. And I'm like, four. Four. Four, hun. What are you doing? No, but like, it, I think if he was not played by Theo James, I probably would not have cared. Alexa, play Happier by Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> No, traitor. Traitor by <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. That's more like that. Look at the difference. <laughs> Look at the difference in opinion. <laughs> Sad, emotional, crying hours, your Pisces-ness. And I'm like, no, traitor. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, I don't know. The whole situation was just very strange. But, like, yeah, overall, the films, I would say I do prefer them just because they're more 
like I don't know the pace I think makes a big difference so like no matter how good or how many awards the Hunger Games won Divergent just has that thing that like it's underrated I don't know why everyone hates Neil Berger so much for that film it wasn't that I don't get it because like I feel like it was the one that people didn't talk about I thought they should have talked about it enough because mm-hmm. I was that annoying because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, guys, have you seen Divergent? <laughs> like, oh. oh my um, God, but, like, same. I went I and recommended it, was... it to everybody. <laughs> I feel like it was just me and my, like, three friends who, like, really liked it and, like, everyone else was like, okay, like, I don't know. Me with Pretty Little Liars. But yeah, overall, I do think that people should give more credit to Divergent because the cinematography made it feel, okay, this is, I think, the difference between the two. Whereas the Hunger Games was more of a social commentary, not that Divergent wasn't, right? The the Divergent? No, Divergent (laughs) obviously was a social commentary. And even though the second film got really bad and, you know, in my head, there's still a third film somewhere, um, Mandela effect, um, I would argue that because the first one's a lot more realistic, I'm not inclined towards it because, again, I've mentioned this multiple times throughout our episodes, I don't like realistic stuff. As much as I prefer... Like, because even when I was a kid, I never used to like watching cartoons. I used to mm-hmm. prefer watching real people. So even though I prefer like real stuff, I would argue that I, I like some buoyancy and extraness mm-hmm. and being taken into a fiction world. And the Hunger Games doesn't do that to me. The Hunger Games is just depressing. It's about killing kids. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to hear about you killing kids. <laughs> Sorry. And when Rue dies, sorry, I don't want oh, to cue the waterworks. Like, it's not cue the waterworks. I do know what you mean, though. Like, to be fair, I like both. Like, I do, kind of depends, like, what, what I'm going for. But um, I do pref- I do actually quite enjoy, like, a realist, realism as a genre. But I just think The Hunger Games is just more bleak. Like, and I guess that's mm-hmm. part of, like, the whole dystopian, like, Future, yeah, but I think because Divergent has this thing that it you do feel like you're transported into a whole different world, like you were saying. But the Hunger Games, I just feel like I feel like it looks like our world just a bit sadder, so it's a bit like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's you exactly what it is. You have to prepare yourself, it's believable, it. it's yeah. so believable that you can think, okay, human nature will turn our world into this, whereas Divergent. Less, we all know that factions just aren't going to happen we just know it right like we just know mm-hmm. that everyone is different and that's the way we're wired and no one's going to be wired one way bio long yeah. and that, like even if there is a war god forbid i don't want there to be a war um you know just we just know that it won't turn out that way so it's quite unrealistic and even the story yeah. between tris and four is so fast-paced i would say it's not a slow burn not I feel like um, Divergent is more like romanticized in a way. Like I wouldn't say yes, the whole like yes. I wouldn't say like the story, but because it focuses so much on relationships, you kind of I feel like for me, I saw it less of a social commentary, more of like a relationship a in, a, in, a, in a yeah, like, yeah dystopian, in a dystopian world. Yeah, um, same, so I feel same. like I would argue that the Hunger Games does a dystopian thing better. But Divergent mm-hmm. is more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But do you know who's a really strong contender again from this era? <laughs> the Maze Runner. Like I remember thinking, okay, yeah, it's a good film, 
but like out of the dystopian one it was just slightly confusing for me at the same time I was like Mm -hmm. what is going on here like just you know it's not like it was confusing but I felt like it was a lot it was a lot action oriented rather than you know I mean it was obviously about getting out of this kind of like weird world and how like and girls didn't exist in this world for some reason don't know why girls didn't exist in this world and again do you know I accidentally stole this book again it was an accident again um because I had to read it during English we had to read Mm -hmm. a book just any book didn't have one I didn't want to get detention so I went up to the first person I could see and I was like oh my god can I borrow a book they're like yeah take this one and um so I took it and they're like oh yeah don't bother about giving it back to me I got it from the library (laughs) (laughs) so I just never gave it back (laughs) it was an accident I meant to give it back I just forgot um but yeah so yeah basically yeah so Kaya Spoladario I think that's her surname so Effie from Skins is the only girl in this which I mean she is a really good actress. Really good actress. I did not know but that. You that's didn't really, know that? That's a really weird thing. But well, yeah, you've got Thomas Brody Sangster. Oh, I from Love Actually. I Nanny love McPhee. Queen's he doesn't Gambit. age. He does not age. Yeah, does not age. He's like 30, isn't he? 32. That's actually mad. He was 15 in Nanny McPhee. I know, I know. What the hell? Um, and then you have I don't remember the guy who plays new I don't remember his name there's a, quite a few people in this but anyways Thomas Brody Sangster and Dylan O'Brien have this like bromance going on but so do, they have it in the film as well his name's like mm-hmm. oh wait his name was new I don't remember the other guy's name crap Gally I don't know <laughs> I don't name? know no, I don't remember their names because I haven't watched it in so long. But yeah, I watched it. And I just remember thinking, oh, okay. And like, here we go again. Like, and I remember like at the time though, I was really hyped up over it. Like, I was like, oh my God, that was such a good film. I'm, I'm so going to watch the next one. Like, you know, like really, were you that interested in it or were you just interested in Dylan O'Brien? Because like, it's not that the plot was like off or anything. The plot was fine. You know, it's about these boys who get trapped and they have to kind of escape because they're dumped in this, kind of mazy thing and they're not meant to escape they're just meant to stay there and then mm-hmm. Kaya Scolidaria accidentally gets dumped with them and then they have to go on a whole thing you know and Dylan O'Brien I think that must have been one of the reasons he was hired for American Assassin is you know oh that's really weird um I never knew the plot of Maze Runner before because you know what I never had it was kind of weird like I had no interest in it whatsoever um for some reason and I never really had an interest in Dylan O'Brien either so I never that wasn't really an incentive for me <sighs> the only thing I I saw him in I watched it way too late as well but it was the first time I haven't watched that you know that I've seen it and really? I was like I can't put myself through the jealousy of it <laughs> <laughs> no because that was his girlfriend as well they exactly anymore, exactly they? no they broke up they oh, broke up sad. she's engaged to someone so else long. I'm pretty sure anyway. yeah six years I think <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> So, um, yeah, I was never really interested in it, but I do have, like, a soft spot for Thomas Brody Sangster. I don't know why. He's just in, like, so many things. I'm just, like... I just remember him from Annie McPhee. I was, like, yes. Love Actually, Annie McPhee, Queen's Gambit. I've never watched Love Actually. What? Never watched Love Actually. Yeah. Are you serious? I've never watched it. 
I feel like um, we have to address this. I feel like we do. The only issue is I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, you're kidding. Every single no. time we do this and you, you come out to me, you're like, I have drop, drop a bombshell, uh, like what? just point it. <laughs> you um, literally crush me sometimes. You crush myself. I do it every episode. <laughs> um, I mean, I get like I know I know bits and pieces. <laughs> do you know what i can't even say anything because again i'm pretty sure i didn't watch the last one i, I know what happened mm-hmm. i didn't watch it because i was just so it came out too late do you know what i mean like i was over it by then let's wait so there's like, maze runner well the maze runner came, came out, out 2014 but so did divergent yeah they both came out around the same time i remember that but then i guess the maze runner like it went on it kept like by yeah, the time the last on. one came out, it was like four years later. So it's like yeah, I think I was in like year ten by the point it came out. But I started watching it in what like year eight or something. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't interested anymore. I was like, I'm over this. And my only inclination towards it was the no brand love my life. Yeah, the love of <laughs> my life. I mean, how many people am I going to say I love my life in this podcast? You know, every single this. time you guys are going to hear, you guys are going to be like, oh my god, Jack, you've got another love of her life. Yes, another I do. One to I definitely do yes um but no so no idea that there was only one girl cast in this film i just get like, i think there's two in the whole trilogy i just um, never knew there's that. yeah there's kaya and then kaya gets killed off they kill oh, her dang. off in the second one i think yeah she just she doesn't live very long and no one liked her anyway everyone hated her character funny to me that everyone wanted to be her on skins right and now they're slagging her off for skins I'm like, oh, i know here we go again um but yeah i don't know maze runner was just a really really weird one because i think now that i'm thinking about it like i was into it at the time but i just don't think i would be into it if i watched it again just because it's so mm-hmm. like it's just over the top like I don't know who they were trying to appeal to like teenage girls because of Dylan O'Brien you know yeah but at the same time it was mainly like the appeal towards teenage boys to be like oh look we've got action it's like for me I saw it as like an action movie that boys are gonna really enjoy and especially now finding out that it's like only boys and I keep talking about it but it's just like there's no like there's not much identification and it's just a bit like okay like okay, yeah like, cool. i don't really understand what the social commentary was about that's, like, yeah, that's that was what my I was thing gonna say. like i feel like with the other ones it's a clear dystopian thing it's like this is what we could this is what could happen Society but i don't really see like, how like you know we could be trapped in a maze and it doesn't really to me it doesn't compare like i'm sure the concept is good. yeah i haven't seen the film see comment. i don't exactly remember the concept <laughs> yeah so i can't really comment on it too much but from what i know and what you've told me I just feel like it doesn't compare as much like I don't remember the cinematography or like just generally the mise-en-scene being that like dystopian either like I just remember it being like a maze yeah like I'm looking at like images of it now and it's very like it's just very secluded and very like it's just yeah very action type movie like I don't know it wasn't so much dystopian I would say because like it had no because I don't know like they were trying to basically say oh like if all women had been eradicated or you know mm-hmm. that this is what society would be like then how would the men get there <laughs> I think mm. I guess I'd say the, like the concept probably good I haven't seen the film so I don't really 
no but I feel like in some ways it would work as a dystopian just because they do have that kind of like you can kind of see what they were going for but I think with this with Diversion and the Hunger Games they're quite if you think about it they're kind of similar like you have like the factions you have the districts yeah. and things like that yeah you kind of have the yeah. same sort of thing going on but the Maze Runner is a bit like we're gonna try and escape from this maze like I, <laughs> I don't know yeah I mean it kind of was like that it kind of was just like an attack on like being controlled by government authority mm-hmm. which, I mean I can understand you know like in that way it is dystopian like oh if the government really controlled us like that much yeah. like what life would turn into and I think that's what a lot of these dystopian things are about capitalism like if capitalism keeps taking over then yeah. this will be the issue I feel um, like it's a lot about like loss of freedom um mm-hmm, so I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense lack of autonomy so I think that's where it's probably strong in the dystopian but I think I don't know I just never really got the appeal it's probably just me and yeah. I've missed the time but like <laughs> I don't know it's just weird though I don't like obviously there's suffering in each one of them like not to say that there's not suffering you know there obviously yeah. is um but I feel like the suffering in the Hunger Games you can really feel it like to the point where you're like I've got to turn this off yeah I have to turn this off you know and divergent okay there's not like the same suffering but it also is the suffering of like well what if this happens you know the suffering that the characters are going through you feel bad for the characters um whereas the maze runner you're just kind of like when are they going to get out of here would they need to get out of here like it's just tension i don't think there's so much empathy or like oh my god this is so sad like i don't want society to turn into this um so yeah i don't know and i feel like the more like the thing continued you know I feel it like, was just getting worse and worse I thought maybe that's what we were talking about earlier because we were saying how with the hunger games it's something that we can actually recognize with like the themes that are going on and you know the the grief they're all suffering like it feels very although it's so far away from home it feels quite close to home because we we experienced mm-hmm. those sort of things but yeah obviously to different um <laughs> different extents but Ugh. with the yeah. news runner it's kind of like this is something quite unrealistic to say that if there's only Mm -hmm. one gender left and they're kind of stuck in this place like the government control and everything that's something that is a real fear and that's them playing on that but with the maze and everything like that that's kind of more harder to that's harder to imagine so it's kind of like I feel like it affects you less emotionally yeah I, I just think generally like that's what I was saying like dystopian like I don't think I was like it sounded like I was talking about the Hunger Games I wasn't talking about the Hunger Games no no not the Hunger Games the Maze Runner look at me confusing that I'm losing my mind missing my balls um balls marbles <laughs> oh, no. um, when you said that and I was like wait what did you say <laughs> but no um yeah no just generally the dystopian genre teen dystopian period era that went on between Mm -hmm. 2012 and about 2014 it just progressively got worse because I think everyone took so much inspiration from the Hunger Games being such a massive success and being so different that everyone's like oh my god we've got to do this but they didn't realize that no you don't have to do this (laughs) you can be successful by yourself just just don't copy yeah just don't copy but I think, you know, I think we should obviously address 
why we think Hollywood was on crack. But I think before we get into the deep stuff, before we get into the deep <laughs> stuff, we should probably play a game just to lighten things up a little bit. Let's go for it. Um, what game are we going Fine. to play? Okay, so the game we're going to play is, I'm trying to word this not in a confusing way. <laughs> Um, okay, so basically, in our last episode on Leonardo DiCaprio, we did fun facts about Leonardo DiCaprio behind the scenes of his movies. So now we're going to do trivia about the movies in the movies. So diegetically, basically. Okay. To make it simple. Sounds good. <laughs> Miss Cody, would you please do us the honours by starting the game? Okay. Um. This is like the only thing I can remember about this film really right now. So this is what I'm going to start with. In this film, this character, like, uh, <laughs> I don't even know. She, like, jumps onto a trampoline and then, like, the other guy, like, giving it away. That's actually all I remember from the film. I'm not even joking. I remember the well, first scene. Divergent. That's all I remember about Divergent. Like, she jumps onto on a trampoline or something and then wow. Paul is like he catches her and that's how they first meet and that's how she's oh. yep beautiful story thanks beautiful <laughs> um this scene the people are on fire <laughs> is this the Hunger Games <laughs> what's wrong with us <laughs> This is um, not facts about the characters. This is not facts. <laughs> um, Wait, I have a better one next. So, okay. in this film, okay, the main two characters form a relationship. That's like every one of them. <laughs> what? That could literally, it could literally be any of them. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to redonkulous. <laughs> redonkulous. Come on, Cody, you put me in a very hard position. <laughs> There's here. only three options. <laughs> That's all the options. If I say one, then I've got the other two left over. Actually, you know what? Well, you know what? I can't go wrong any which ways. So I'm just gonna say divergent again because right. i know you're going for divergent. <laughs> you're right i mean any I answer that probably would so have long. been right anyway so that's the one i was you thinking said that you're right all three of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um a character in this movie's name technically means strength mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it the Hunger Games? How did you know that so quickly? <laughs> I'm really smart. <laughs> Are you cheating? No, <laughs> genuinely. I was like, well, I feel like it's not Divergent and it's not Maze Runner, so I feel like it's the Hunger Games. <laughs> There's just the power of elimination. <laughs> Isn't it the process of elimination? <laughs> There's power in that. <laughs> I have it. So, okay. 
in this film, this character, their memory is erased? Well, well, it has to be the maze runner. I don't remember it, but it probably is. It is. Okay. My fact is that this film was meant to be a Lord of the Flies type film. Yeah. Um, um, well, I can't imagine The Hunger Games being that. Um, you've already done The Hunger Games like twice. <laughs> I can't really imagine Divergent. I can't really imagine any of them being that, let's be honest. Um, I'm going to go for The Maze Runner as well. It is. You are right. Mm. You are very right. Yay. So, as you can tell, that was... That went well. Again. <laughs> something else. Just something else. Um, I won't blame you for leaving at this point, but please don't. <laughs> please don't. I... Um, please stay. Because this is the part that, that's going to get interesting. This yeah. is the part that's going to get interesting. Now... To answer my question, during this period, was Hollywood on crack? Probably. <laughs> Probably. I mean, we were technically on crack because we <laughs> love ourselves. I mean, well, you can't really blame not me. Not literally. <laughs> just we, metaphorical. We were just young, presented with a new genre. <laughs> but aren't all kids technically on crack? Like... <laughs> No, like mental their, crack, their not like physical under, crack. Well, no, their brains are just underdeveloped. <laughs> yeah, but we thought we were cool. Like, yeah, what was going through our head to be like, yes, we're going to buy into this gimmick that they're presenting us and think, oh, great, wow. I feel like, like it didn't really start out as something like that. Well, no, for, like I feel like it started out, like when you were saying earlier, it started out really well, like started off strong, had the hunt games. That was pretty good very good and divergent series in my mind very good then i feel like it just kind of you have these ones that probably we're missing that just didn't really get as much like traction because that genre died out like the teen dystopian it died film. a slow death a very <laughs> slow death yeah it's kind of sad um well <laughs> oh, no, do you it? know what though i don't know why we were so inclined towards these films and there are better dystopian films out there because i watched snowpiercer in the last year i don't exactly remember when but it's got chris evans in and bon mm-hmm. bon, bon i don't want to butcher his name he's the guy who directed parasite um i actually don't know so his name is bun jung ho bun jung ho i don't want to butcher his name but um, yeah, so he directed Snowpiercer, which is like meant to be a transatlantic like connection between Korean cinema and um, like mainstream American cinema. Mm-hmm. And like that is a really, really good film on dystopian commentary, right? Like, and I think it probably started around that time as well, this whole dystopian thing, because that came out in like 2011. You've got Chris Evans starring in it, he's meant to be like it's Macho Man. And- you know basically it's about people who live on a train so everyone apparently in this world lives on a train and because the weather's really really bad outside like it's snowing so you can't live outside and 
you're protected in this. But poor people are sent to live at the tail of the train and they basically don't get food. Like if they do, it's made out of beetles. It's it's disgusting and they like have to resort to eating each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so like cannibalism and all that. And then on the other side of the train, you've got the really rich people who can afford to live a life of luxury and you cannot go between the two places. You have to stay in your allotted compartment. You can't mix. And so Chris Evans and his gang somehow find their way out, you know, and he tries to basically kill this guy. And I, I, I don't remember. I don't think he survived in the end, to be honest. But that was just about a social commentary and dystopian type film. Like if you're really looking for something sort of unrealistic, it was mm-hmm. about climate change and it was about like capitalism two very important like subjects and they've been talked about for years and that was like the first one that addressed both of them that was actually good I wouldn't call it a teen dystopian because it wasn't about teenagers right and I think that's the difference yeah because I feel like with the teen ones I kind of made it a bit more accessible accessible (laughs) accessible (laughs) we can't speak English today (laughs) um because I feel like at the time I probably I don't even think I grasped the fact that it was like dystopian I was like oh this is just like a I didn't know what that word meant when I was like 11 yeah Um, yeah. so I was just like oh it's just like a I probably just saw it as like an action film oh same it was just in a different place so I feel like it definitely that's probably part of the reason they are kind of where they are maybe why some of them weren't as as successful because they just were lacking a lot (laughs) yeah like I don't know I feel like teen dystopian teen dystopian was just a really weird thing because I remember like my brother even asked me today he goes why like teen like because I said to him I was like dystopian films aren't good he goes yeah they're not good because they don't have any like this thing like substance to them basically like you can't do dystopian with just dystopian because Mm -hmm. he goes to me like think about it walking dead is a good show and i'm like yeah it's a good show you know it makes sense and i go but that's because it's got the zombies in so yeah there's something about it you know so even watching zombies you would directly think oh it's horror but it's not horror it's a dystopian mm-hmm. um it's like a mixture between the two but you know whereas he goes it becomes cringy when it's just teen dystopian because it's like they say all these weird lines and they act really weird yeah. and they try and advocate towards teenagers who don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. and then we become so influenced and we're like ah, yeah yeah I feel like that's that's true because like like you were saying earlier of Divergent like if I watch it now I'd probably be like what are they saying like what is going on and I feel <laughs> like it's I the felt. sort of thing where it's like I didn't know I didn't like I was saying before like I didn't know what it was aiming to do I just thought it was like a cool film I thought I was really cool for watching it um, yeah, so and that was literally the depth that it was for me. That was it. Like, <laughs> oh my god, same. Like, I think what happened is they were advocating towards a very, very wrong group, and that is why I'm saying Hollywood was definitely on something because <laughs> to think that one film did successfully, yeah, in a, in a, in the teenage category, you know, and it was dystopian. So, oh, we should make all films teenage and dystopian from now on. It just really puts a question in your head, like, why the surge? Why the surge now that we look back on it? But I mean, their marketing gimmick worked at the end of the day because we all rushed to go watch The Hunger Games, which meant we all meant to go rush to watch Divergent, which meant that we all rushed to go watch The Maze Runner as well, whether they were good or not. Like, 
yeah I agree it's kind of like as much as we complain it's like we all still watch them anyway so um, exactly I don't know because like Divergent like the books came out like 2011 mm-hmm. and then I think I don't and then it must have been after Hunger Games they're like mm, we can turn this into a film <laughs> and then they did it had to start being adapted straight away do you know what I mean okay because mm-hmm. what happened is the book rights have to get signed over and if the Hunger Games came out in 2012, it means it was in production between 2010 and 2011, mm-hmm. you know, and then um, you've got it coming out in 2012 was a hit. So if Divergent, the book came out in 2011, people have to be like, okay, we've got to buy the rights, we've got to occupy the rights straight away mm-hmm. because you don't have time because it takes like six months to a year in the book deal signings over. And then from that, it takes production pre-production first then production then post-production which is a year or more in total and if it came out in 2014 between three years you've done all of that which means straight away someone was like i'm gonna buy that because of the hunger games oh they work hard they worked so hard the, the, the devil works hard but hollywood works harder <laughs> yeah basically oh it. my god i agree basically it but yeah, no, I definitely think that just overall, there was just something different in the water back then. There was, there was, yeah, there was something in the air, like something was not right. I, I just don't think I can imagine kids nowadays being like, oh, let's go to the cinema to watch something like The Hunger Games. Or, you see 13-year-olds. That's what I'm saying. There's something different in the water now. Like, you see 13-year-olds being like, oh, you're so lame. Like, bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. You know, right? Um. They had us in it, like honestly, these dystopian teen films had us all in chokehold. Like the hold they had over us was unreal. Um, and then it just stopped. Like that's what's so weird for me because it just stopped. it was so random. Yeah, it came. Like, it was and a stopped. slow, gradual death. Yeah, but it was very, so easy, like very easy to ignore. Like after yeah. the divergent thing, I was just like, okay, does it then? It's because the people they were like trying to aim it at they've grown up by this point so it's not that the same people are going to be interested so the younger kids they were aiming at like were no longer going to be interested because they hadn't watched the first few because we'd watched it yeah Um, and that's what i'm saying so the whole thing was just kind of bit whack bit whack um and so you know as much as we have nostalgia for these films and we're like oh yeah like we appreciate him it was a big part of our like kind of adolescence at the same time it was like oh my god Hollywood was definitely on something to think that it would keep working over and over again but I remember like mm-hmm. because the dystopian thing even became really big with uh, the handmaid's tale yeah like that just that just randomly blew up as well I feel like it changed from films to tv series and because they started targeting older audiences it worked um definitely it's just I think it's the teen thing that just didn't really work because they couldn't explore as much as they needed to so it was kind of a bit like oh and you're heading towards the wrong crowd if you're trying to talk about capitalism to 11 year olds like (laughs) 11 year olds aren't going to grasp that concept you know like these books were made obviously to talk about these things but I think they should have been geared towards older teenagers because it was neither like it was neither here nor there this was the issue like they were talking about these big big topics but the way they were executing it was like it was for children which teenagers were gonna watch it yeah it was so subtle that like young kids 
wouldn't pick up on it because it's not they wouldn't have picked up on it anyway because it's not really accessible to them but then because it's like dumbed down teenagers are kind of just like I don't really care and then like it wasn't really going to reach other people as much um yeah so it was a bit of a weird time that's why it was it. it was just I don't know there was too much going on I think because between you were trying to bridge the gap between adults and teenagers and young kids and yeah it, it just doesn't work very well and I think now you know we see dystopian and there's a different kind of grasp to it like mm-hmm. even if it's the same films that we're re-watching which I mean is nice now that I can understand these concepts but it's like you're telling me about this like in a fictionalized world what can I do about it mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't change anything I'm not <laughs> the government and they're all like anti-government I don't know if you've noticed that like, most of these dystopian things are like anti-government we should be mm-hmm. socialism socialists right but like at the end of the day isn't it kind of depicting socialism at the same time and it's still not working so isn't it a critique of itself so the shambles it's it's that's like, what i'm saying i don't know i feel like i like dystopian tv shows um but the films that i've seen are just a bit naff now before i loved them right but now i'm a bit like mm. yeah like I just don't really have the interest in them that I used to have and that's just because Mm -hmm. they aren't like the films like okay right so with like Divergent I feel like the Hunger Games is more timeless but with Divergent you grow out of it and I thought that's not what you need for a dystopian sort of thing because Mm -hmm. the, the issues are so real and they're so big that you would imagine that you could come back and watch it sort of thing that you can with tv Mm -hmm. shows but with like like you were saying with Handmaid's Tale and everything but with Divergent I don't think I could sit through it again I could probably read the books but I don't think I could sit through the film yeah same I think now like now they even got Snowpiercer tv show which is based on the film Mm -hmm. um I don't know if it's based on a book it might be based on yeah it was based on a French book um and then you know you had the society which Oh my okay, God. I will argue till the end of time that was based on the Spartacle Mystery on CBBC. Nobody remembers the show. It was I definitely... remember that show. Do you remember it? But I don't remember. Oh my God, I remember the name. It was like all the parents disappeared or something and they were left like everybody under the age of like 15 or something. I don't know, mm. it was weird. And oh, yeah, um, the they had to try and find a way. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I, I said this when this society came actually... out. I will literally, I don't, I'm so annoyed that Netflix got rid of that because it was so good. But I, I, I literally, I think it. I end up, you haven't watched The Society? No, because I knew it was based on the Spartacle Mystery, so I refused um, to watch it. I'm like, Spartacle Mystery all the way, sorry. I, br- I feel like I bring yeah. up Society at any given moment, but I am just upset, okay? I miss it. And I can't rewatch it knowing that there's nothing coming after it. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah. not the point of this episode. I feel like <laughs> we should talk about our rankings. I think it's been pretty obvious this entire episode. Um, but yeah, Divergent, The Hunger Games, The Maze Runner, period. Period. Okay, yeah, I stop. agree. I agree. For enjoy for like me enjoying them, that's a, it's the same. But if I were to say which one does dystopian like the best and the best, Hunger Games. then the Hunger Games wins. Yeah. But yeah. my personal favourite is Divergent. So yeah. 
I do feel though that the divergent does dystopian society the least best just by our whole entire conversation about how the Maze Runner doesn't. <laughs> the Maze Runner still has like, you know, like I don't know. It just is kind of still dystopian because dystopian is meant to be like, yeah, otherworld like type thing. Um, whereas even though you know that's there in divergent i think because of what you were talking about earlier the romanticization you can't move past it you really can't yeah it kind of gets lost doesn't it It Mm -hmm. turns into a love story i think because of the cast yeah and because of the cast like miles teller um Mm -hmm. shailene woodley ansel elgort because they were all so big and they spent so much time together during that period and they were in so many films together that you can't even go past that either because Jennifer Lawrence I like adore her work I know people like make fun of her for being like the regular kind of gal but Mm -hmm. like I relate to Jennifer Lawrence on like so much like like Leo level she and I are (laughs) very very similar um and yeah so like just the way she acts the way she behaves and she's insanely talented you know like being nominated and winning Oscars and things like that like just because she fell down in nervousness that doesn't mean anything doesn't mean she should be discouraged I think yeah, she exactly. was great you know like every single film I've seen her in even like that horror film Mother she's done a great job so I could take her way more seriously because I never saw her like like even though she's a casual kind of person I don't feel like that ever seeps into her on-screen persona whereas mm-hmm. the dynamic between you know um Shailene and Ansel that was like really weird because I think The Fault in Our Stars came out the exact same year as well it wasn't even the fact that they played brother and sister in one and boyfriend and girlfriend in the other it was just the fact that it came out in the same year perhaps if it hadn't I could move past it but it's like a little bit like this like okay so Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson played boyfriend and girlfriend in one of their films before um, uh, you know they joined Marvel as brother and sister so I could never see them as brother and sister despite no like, I could never see them as boyfriend and girlfriend despite them being brother and sister because there was a time gap in between yeah exactly do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but yeah so I think for a lot of reasons like the Maze Runner I know we haven't dressed, uh, addressed as much but just overall I feel like it obviously is great and its own respect but I would I think it's just more geared towards teenage boys than it was generally towards teenagers I think it's Um, just it's not that it wasn't good and it not that not that it didn't like show a dystopian society it definitely did it's just it's kind of like Divergent and Hunger Games are much more comparable I feel like yeah really and it's the fact that it was the only one out to three written by a man. So I think that makes a big difference because, like, whether we like it or not, the male gaze is so internalised. Yeah. Like, it is going to be that. And it's not like, like, I mean, there is obviously some sexualization of Theresa, not that I see it completely, but it's there because she's the only girl. And, you know, Thomas, yeah. the minute he sees her, he falls in love with her. Like, I don't believe love in first sight. Love or love at first sight is a thing I feel like you can't fall in love with someone just by looking at them like yeah that's just that's just objectification sexualization like I just don't like other people might disagree with me it might be their own thing you know everyone has their own experience but I can't ever be like oh my god I looked at that person and I fell in love like you fell in love with their appearance you didn't fall in love with them so you can't say that 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just think there are other kind of subtopics within it that I would talk about. Whereas on a general like societal level, the other two are just like you said more comparable. Number one, but number two, they just kind of articulate themselves better. I would yeah, say. Yeah, I think so. Especially for like the age group they were geared towards. But yeah, I think we have concluded. I think in this so. episode. That Hollywood was on something. Like they were Hollywood on something. Is crazy. Yeah. For for them picking us teenagers, Gen Z as their target audience, there was something else going on there. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. Basically. But yeah, you know. So as always, as always, it's time to say bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, a bit of an abrupt ending, but um, mm. Yeah, we we just really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. It was very extremely chaotic. Yeah, more this than one was a bit. Yeah, don't know why. Sorry about that. I guess. <laughs> Sorry about that. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. There's no guilt. There's no remorse. Yeah. There's no, guilt. <laughs> um, no. Um. I know we keep apologizing and saying that you know next week will get better, but at this point we don't know. It's getting Just worse. Just tune in it? if you so love us. Knows. Yeah. If you love us, if you love our vibe, we love you guys. So we we want you to tune along for the ride. Stay along. Um. So yeah, that, that's basically it from us. But before we leave, before we say goodbye for a final one, we hope you have a lot of comments on what we've said yeah <laughs> and if you do then you should Cody would you like to tell them what to do you should tell us <laughs> basically on social media any social media really so you can tweet us you can go on Instagram you can DM us you can just yeah. anything basically it's all in the link um, tree yeah it's in, it's in the description below um but that's it <laughs> that really is it. That's all we have to say. So we hope you have a great week. Come back again next week and bye. bye. <laughs>